First and foremost, you need to be able to identify your intuition, like your gut instinct versus anxiety, because the two can sometimes come up and they can feel very similar if you are prone to anxiety and anxieties are really high right now, like realistically throughout and coming out of the pandemic, like people just have higher anxieties going on understandably because of a lot of control being taken away from them. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be, rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuck podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Today, I have an amazing episode for you where I get to sit down with Brianne Burke, and we talk about how to reclaim self-trust and build real confidence in ourselves. And this is such a huge topic. And I loved talking to Brianne because you probably know about my downsize journey and how we made this big decision to downsize and change our life, despite the fact that it kind of went against what society said we should do. As I was talking to Brianne, she shared how she went through this same process in her life um, with a really major relationship. And we really took the time to dive into how to get to that point where you have the confidence to go, my gut is telling me this is right. Every other thing, every other person might tell me this is wrong or have me second guess it, but I know this is right. So if you've ever wondered how to connect more to your intuition or how to feel confident enough to make those big leaps in life, this is an episode you are not going to want to miss. Hi, Brianne. Hello, Renee. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to dive in to all of the goodness that you have to offer. But for anybody who hasn't maybe heard of you yet, do you want to give us just a quick briefing on who you are, your story, and how you came to be in this space? Yeah, 100%. So as Renee said, I am Brianne. I am a mindset and confidence coach, particularly for women. So I would say, okay, without making a story too long, we can date it back a little bit. I got into the self-development space and realm several years ago. I started to study abroad. So 
just a little bit of context, I grew up in Niagara Falls, Canada. So uh, most people around the world actually know where that is just because it's one of the seven wonders of the world. However, it's actually very small town vibes amongst like removing tourism ultimately. So not a lot of people leave Niagara. It's a very nice place to live. There's always work going on because of the tourism industry. So it's again, yes, very small vibes. Not a lot of people leave. So I actually was studying at a local university. So I was just commuting to and from university. It still felt very much like high school. So by third year, I knew I wanted to do an exchange abroad, which ultimately meant studying elsewhere. So I decided to go to school in Sweden and I didn't know a single person in the country, let alone like the continent. And that was like kind of the first big leap for me. Now, something that I want to preface just because of social media and the access to like people's highlight reels, obviously online, I very much understand this whole concept of you need to travel and go somewhere else to find yourself. And although that's very much a part of my story, I don't necessarily think you need to do that. It's just ultimately been a path in which I took to get me to kind of where I am today. But I just want to preface that because I feel like a lot of people think that and a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't do that in my 20s or I can't do that now. And that's not that's not the main part here, but it is a part of my story. So upon going to study abroad, like anything, you you learn a ton about yourself when you are put so far out of your comfort zone. So I was there for a semester and then I, after coming home, after about nine months, I came home, finished my last year of university, didn't even go to my graduation. I booked a flight and went in at the time I had a long-term relationship and we traveled quite a bit together. So I was supposed to only be away for about nine months post-graduation. And I ended up staying away for two years. And I kept making that phone call to my parents like, hey, I think I'm still going to stay where I'm at and they were going to kill me. And they're like, Brie, when are you coming home? So what that looked like, I lived in Dubai for a while. I traveled Southeast Asia for about five months. I lived in Australia for a year. I did South America. Like I really did a lot within those few years. I worked a million jobs, a million jobs, right? Like I, I was broke. And might I add, I also paid my own way through university. So nothing was ever really given to me. So I didn't have a good relationship with money now looking back just because it was always just to pay my bills. Like I had no savings going on, but I always had that hustle mentality. Uh, Again, growing up in Niagara kind of ingrained that in you in a sense, because everybody starts working from a really young age. Like I had a job by the time I was 13, which ultimately also now looking back, I think is illegal. I think you can't get hired until you're 14, but I got hired as a hostess at a Tony Roma's when I was 13. And I I heard you say that in one of your podcasts. And I was like, what would that even look like? She must've been so tiny. (laughs) I am tall. So maybe like, but still they knew when hiring me, when hiring me that I was 13, really, really funny. So Yeah. So along that happening, I've always worked like literally since then in high school, I worked Saturday, Sunday mornings. Like I've always had a job of some sort. So the work ethic has always been there, but there was no savings to show for it. So upon me traveling, right? Like there was a back half the last six months, no last couple months, two, three months, sorry, of me traveling. 
um, my partner at the time had gotten a job in California and he went to leave. And at that time we were in Australia. And of course, obviously the expectation was for me to go with him. There was some part in me at that time, looking back and to be honest, I didn't give it much thought, which was very unlike me because I was definitely an overthinker and can still have a tendency to be so to this day. But I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to hang back and finish my year because for any of you that know, you have a year working visa in Australia when you travel there. Okay. So we're about nine months or so at this point. And I was like, I still have a little bit of my visa left. I want to take advantage of this. Of course, he comes back like, what are you going to do? You don't know anyone. You're just going to hang back here. And also having that conversation with my family. Like, what do you mean you're going to be solo on literally the furthest continent country of the world from us. Like what if something goes wrong? It's a 24 hour flight at minimum trying to get to you. And I was like, I got this. I got this. So for any of you that have traveled solo, as you know, like highs are really high. Lows are really low. Like you learn a lot about yourself and you start to understand how resilient you are, how resourceful you are, how you connect with other people. And upon returning home, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a timeline of age so you can understand. I'm about in my mid-20s when I come home. So I'm about 20, I think I'm 26. So I come home. I'm broke as hell, as you could imagine, obviously. And I move back in with my parents. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Again, moving back to Niagara Falls, it's a smaller town to me because everybody knows each other. Everybody's getting married. My friends are getting married. They're buying houses. And I'm like, I can't even pay off my credit card. What am I doing with my life? Like having like a serious like 20 life crisis, if that's a thing. And then on top of that, I think in this realization of starting to understand who I was, I started to really see how I was living at that time in my partner's shadow, he was older, not to speak illy of him. We had a great relationship. I was really grateful to a sense because he was by my side while doing all these travels and taught me so much. But I just knew there was a part of me that it's like, I've outgrown this situation. And I decided to end that relationship, which was coming up on about seven years. And it was really shocking to a lot of people. Like my family, my friends are like, have you guys been fighting? Is something wrong? Like it really took everybody by surprise, including him, which made it really challenging. So I was already like at a low. And then I was like, let's take it that much lower. <laughs> and that's what I did. And I never really looked back. Like that happened and there was no wavering. There was no follow-up. Um, there wasn't any, really any closure, which I obviously sympathize and empathize a lot for my previous partner. Cause that was really challenging, but I honestly had like an epiphany and I knew if I gave it too much attention and didn't act on that 30 seconds of courage, I wouldn't do it. And I would stay in that situation. So I acted on it and I actually just followed my intuition and through that, and we'll dive into that, what that means, but I started to just trust myself. So I'm broke, right? I'm in my mid-20s, which I felt like was a full reset at that time. And I just started to work my butt off and save some money. I started working in a nightclub, as you do. Crappy working environment, but great money. And I saved up $5,000 cash to pay my way through my own yoga, not my own, but attend a yoga certification. So that looked like a two week, super intense training at this ashram. 
I might say I felt like I was training to be in the Navy SEAL. Like I know it's not a comparison, but two weeks inside a secluded area where everything is regimented, like your food, like all of your meals, you have no alone time, like communal showers, communal sleeping quarters, and you're working. And whether that's working out, doing emotional work, workshops, all of these things from like 6am to like midnight. So you're also a bit sleep deprived. And to give a little bit of context, like, I think it was a total of five people that left before day five, because it was like, this is insane. Like this is, it. it's a very unique type of training. Upon coming out of that training, naturally, I'm a different person. I am like, oh my gosh, I'm so raw. I'm so raw and so like just real in realizing these things that I was doing that weren't serving me, maybe hidden, like hidden triggers that I had and maybe how I was playing really small. I didn't really see what I wanted. And that really kickstarted kind of round two of my self-development journey. So like the first part was when I studied abroad, um, which was third year university. So I'm like 19, 20 there. And then again, like 26, right? So we're there. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? And then that kind of led me to a place of teaching yoga Funny enough, I go into that yoga certification, having no desire to teach at all, like whatsoever. And then I come out, of course I do because of all the learnings and experiences. And you understand what it's like holding space for a community and being that person for people in that environment just felt so good. And that really just started to push me to be in a more leadership role, which naturally I have always had like instinctually. I've always been a go-getter. Obviously that speaks with my work ethic, but even when I was younger, like I always wanted to be on student council, do all these things. I wanted to prove myself. And again, we can talk further about that, whether that's like ego pride or actual genuine interest in what I wanted to do. But regardless, tapping into that masculine energy came very, very easily to me. That go-getter, the discipline, the structure, that was something that came natural to me. And Upon doing this, I'm just like, this kind of acted like a ripple effect. And I'm like, I want to run my own business. I want to be someone that makes an impact on other people's lives, which ultimately looked like me becoming certified in life and success coaching, NLP, if you're familiar with that, EFT, all of those modalities, because I wanted to ensure that I could get people the results that they ultimately desire, which led me into starting a podcast, which is a few years old now called the goal digger guide, which is all heavily predominantly focused on self-development and particularly building confidence and what that looks like. And now coaching and being a leader within this space. So trying to keep that long story short, that's kind of where I'm at today. Yeah. Well, that's amazing that you had so many things. And I love that you said, um, because you said from like 19 to 26, so often I beat myself up because I'm like, oh, like, I I feel like, you know, I started my journey specifically like 2014 and to have it be 2023. And I'm like, I'm still learning, (laughs) you know? So I kind of love that reminder to anybody listening that self-growth and self-development and finding 
you know, the confidence in ourselves and finding connection with ourselves is really, a, a, I'm imagining a lifelong process, you know, that it's never just one. Eat, one not, I was laughing when you said, you know, not everyone needs the travel thing. I'm like, it's not just one eat, pray, love experience and we've got it all together. Um, so it's definitely a forever ongoing journey. It's more so that initial upfront, like step into actually being like, I'm actually very into self-development, you know, or you're intrigued by different environments or you're intrigued by particular conversations or you're attracted to certain people. It's when you start to really open your mind to those experiences in the upfront, it can feel like a lot. You feel like you're entering a space of like, what is this? And then it can be quite consuming to a degree, which again, we can talk on, on a deeper level, but I think in the upfront, it's like, okay, I got to do this and then I'll be this. And then I'll conquer this. (laughs) I'll get this whole life thing down pat. I'll be so emotionally regulated. I'm going to be so rational in all of my conversations. And that's just like, not the way it works. Ultimately with every step of your journey, there's a give and take. And it's all about always peeling back layer by layer to further really connect back to yourself. Cause you have to understand like, no matter where you're at on your journey, whether you're 19, 25, 45, 70, whatever it looks like, you ultimately have had all of these like experiences and all of these lessons and all of these learnings, all of these behaviors that have been very much embedded in you, whether it's your schooling, parenting, whatever it may be, that are contributing to how you self-identify now, right? You're like, well, no, I'm like this because I've always been this way or I'm like this, this is how I react. And so think of how long you've been that person and actually peeling layer by layer to actually get back to the root of who you are and really trust who you are and show up as your authentic self that can make a decision that's not looking for external validation. And that takes time and that takes work. And oftentimes is led through experience, right? Like situations come up and it's like, ah, okay, hold on. This is bringing up this past situation, experience, feeling, emotion. Like what is, how is that connected? And it's an ongoing process, ongoing journey. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I also love, I just did a podcast episode myself on this. So I love when you said, um, to leave a seven-year relationship where there really was no problems, you know, things were otherwise good. Everyone's all surprised, but just something in you is like, this is off. Um, and to just jump on it. So to fill you, I don't know, cause I don't know if you've ever heard this. I had just learned it and I was like, I need to talk about this on a podcast episode. Cause it's amazing. It's like, we know this on a fundamental level, but to hear it put this way was they did a, a study with professors. They took 10 second clips of multiple different professors, showed it to a group of people and had them rate how successful they thought those professors were, um, just from those 10 second clips from a 10 second clip. And they found that the results of the people who did this lined up with the students who reviewed their professors at the end of the semester. So like those 10 seconds were accurate for what like real students who had had that professor for an entire semester had rated the math. But when that same study was done and people were given one minute to explain 
why they made their choices and to like talk about like body language or the way that professors spoke, the accuracy became off. It was no longer aligned. So I'm like, the longer we spend the time thinking about something rather than just acting on those instant impulses, the, the more off we are. So I, I'm curious as to what it felt like, maybe explain that to people. What did it feel like to be like, I need to opt out of this relationship? Was it something you deliberated on for months or was it just like this feeling you finally acted on? No, (laughs) that is a, a very cool study. That's so cool. And that is like, obviously speaking to how you act and are connected to like your gut instincts, like AKA your intuition. Right. So when I made that decision, it is not something I contemplated, um, at all. It is not something I deliberated about. It's not something I talked to my friends about, even though I'm very, I have three close girlfriends and we talk all day, every day in our group chat about everything and nothing, right? Like they're my people from a very young age. I'm really fortunate to have those like childhood friends that we're such a supportive group, even as adults. And we all do very different things in our lives. So I didn't speak to them. I'm extremely close with my mom. I did not speak to her about it. And there was just, I had an epiphany. I assume I, this is the one and only epiphany I've had in my life. And I assume that's what an epiphany feels like. I woke up and I'm crying. I'm in my childhood bedroom, right? Cause I'm living back at home cause I'm broke. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in, and at the time he was again in California at this job. Okay. And I, was crying in my room and my mom, for whatever reason, you know, mom intuition, she comes in my room. It's like, Brie, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, o- I'm okay. I-, I think I need to end my relationship. And she's like, I'm sorry. What? Like, what are you talking about? She's like, is everything okay? Did something happen? I was like, no, I just know, like, I don't want to do this. And she's like, has this been something that like, have, are you guys arguing? Like, has this been something that you've been thinking about a lot? And I'm like, no, I woke up and made a decision. And she said, uh, she's like, how will you sleep on it and give it one week, one week and then make your decision. And I was like, no, if I don't act on my courage right now, I am not going to do it. I'm going to talk myself out of it. And she's like, okay. And to give her like to give kudos a little bit to her and her understanding is it was St. Patty's day the night before. So I was partying ish the night before I wasn't like very hungover or anything, but also just like keeping that into consideration. She's like, you were out with your friends. Like maybe your emotions are a little bit out of whack. Right. So that, and that's a very fair call, very fair call. Do not make decisions while you're hungover, or if you're under any influence, you know, like I'm not an advocate for that. But I knew this was not that I knew this was like, no, 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 I understand. And I appreciate you acknowledging that, but this is not that. And so I did it. And it's so funny to this day. She's like, that is the one and only time I'm so happy. You did not listen to me. Like, I'm so happy. Like you knew because there's been so many times in my life where like my mom has known me better than I know myself. And she has sometimes better guidance or insight into things when I'm struggling to like see through the fog. But she's like, you literally just stuck to your gut. You're like, no, I trust myself. And this is 110% the right move. And I never wavered on it as hard as it, as hard as it was. And it was so hard, like starting over 
like starting over and being on my own and being at home while everybody around me is living such an extremely different lifestyle. And all I wanted to do was get back up and go traveling again. Cause I was like, that's the only way I'm going to actually feel fulfilled. But I forced myself to like stick it out. I forced myself to handle it the best I could keep things to myself. And until I like really came out on the other side. So I'm not saying that is the case for everyone when they're wanting to make a big decision like that, whether it's in relationships or quitting a job or something like that. That's not how it always goes, but that is very much a part of my story at that time with what worked for me. And I think that really ignited me strengthening my relationship with my intuition, you know, and trusting myself that it was a hundred percent the right move because I was starting before I think I even realized to become a different version of myself, right? Like before the yoga teacher training with the travels on my own, I, without being very self-aware, I was starting to lead my life a different way. You know, I was starting to show up differently in my life in a way that felt really good and really aligned and really empowered. And for that, I needed to like spread my wings and not be in somebody else's shadow. Yeah. All that makes so much sense. And I love, I love that you say that. I feel like this is something I really want everyone to like marinate in and think about. And that's like, for us, when we went through the process of downsizing, like I said, it it went against the grain of what they say we should do. We should always upsize, always want bigger, better, you know, that kind of thing. And for you coming home and going, everyone's getting married and everyone's in these relationships. Natural next step for you would have been, I've been in this relationship for seven years. We're both home now. He's got a good job. Let's get married. And you were like, nope, (laughs) I'm going to do the opposite because it just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and that does, that takes so much courage and really confidence in that intuition and knowing that even though this goes against every rational possible thought, it's what I have to do. After our family downsized our house, we started working to pay off debt and build an actual savings. Because for decades, I would transfer $100 to our savings account, but then I would end up transferring it right back to our checking when we had overspent. So when we downsized, I decided to get serious about saving money for things like emergencies and for fun things like travel. The first thing I did was open a high yield savings account that was separate from our current checking account. That way it wouldn't be as easy for me to just pull money out whenever I felt like I needed it. And I knew it would force me to take my spending and my saving a lot more seriously. So if you are in a similar boat and are hoping to up your game when it comes to saving money, one of the absolute best accounts to get started is called Savings Connect. This is a savings account that pays close to 5% when you set an automatic savings deposit of just $100 per month. This is 11 times the national average, which means if you use a current savings account that's attached to your checking, there's a good chance you are not making nearly enough money. So if you're at a place in life where you're committed to changing your financial future and you actually want to start getting some money in the bank, you can get started with a Savings Connect account for as little as $100. Just head to reneebenis.com forward slash save to learn more, and I will fill you in on all of the details. That's reneebenis.com forward slash save to learn more. So is there anything you'd say to people who kind of, you know, maybe feel that inkling, like 
to go against the grain because it just feels what they're called to do. Yeah, I think really understanding and connecting to your intuition is a big thing. So this obviously is a big contributor to confidence, which is something that I teach and coach on a lot. So first and foremost, you need to be able to identify your intuition, like your gut instinct versus anxiety, because the two can sometimes come up and they can feel very similar if you are prone to anxiety and anxieties are really high right now, like realistically throughout and coming out of the pandemic, like people just have higher anxieties going on understandably because of a lot of control being taken away from them. Right. So people are still like going through that pandemic hangover a little bit. And maybe also because anxiety is talked about a lot more and people were maybe naive or turned a blind eye to it. They're like, oh, that's what it feels like. Oh, that's what it looks like. Oh, I have that. Or I, I feel that, or I experienced that at times. Right. So that is something that be, individuals have become very apparent and accustomed to feeling anxious. Also when they're feeling stressed, work, things going on, whatever. So when your intuition comes up, it's that gut feeling. And it's also like, do this, don't do this. And your anxiety is oftentimes doing the same thing. Do this or don't do this. So people blend it and have a really difficult time deciphering between the two. So a tip that I would recommend, it's something really easy that you can start implementing literally today to start bettering your connection with your intuition is start to ask yourself in a circumstance where you're like contemplating what to do, ask yourself, would this be easier or would this feel lighter if I didn't do it? If it would feel easier, it oftentimes is your anxiety because it's like you want to take the easy way out, right? You want to stay comfortable. You don't want to push too far outside of your comfort zone, right? Where if it feels lighter, you're like, no, I will truly feel a weight lifted off my shoulders. I will feel better. I will feel more empowered. That is your intuition really nudging you to like make the call, cancel the plans, say no, say yes, right? So I think in the upfront, it's really important for people to be able to decipher between the two. The more you strengthen your relationship with your gut and with your intuition, the stronger you will build self-trust. Now, self-trust, something again I teach on, is literally the root of building confidence. So confidence can sometimes be really confusing, right? Like sometimes you do feel confident. You're like, damn, I woke up, I'm feeling good, I'm looking good, I got this new outfit, I got a lot of compliments, my photo on Instagram got a lot of likes, I don't know, a real went viral, whatever. Like I'm just throwing out actual real things that people make people feel good. And that is absolutely valid. That is totally fine. However, I want you to notice if when you aren't receiving those things more so from your external reality, right? You're not receiving that validation that you desire. You're noticing that you're not maybe getting a lot of praise. You're starting to feel down on yourself. You're not feeling good. Your mood's all over the place. There is a lack of stability you're noticing and your confidence is low. You're looking to everybody for feedback, right? Like you are like, do I look at in this or should I do this with my job? Should I ask for a promotion? Should I ask for a raise? You're asking everyone. 
you're asking your mom, all your best friends, your partner, you're asking everyone, you're uh, giving up your power to other people to tell you how to live your own life. Okay. That is ultimately what you're doing. And that is because you do not trust yourself to make the decision on your own. Truly you, the only time really you should be asking for feedback is a, if it's a team decision, of course, you and your partner, right? Like let's be realistic. And then also to someone that is living the life you desire to be living. If you, for example, are wanting to run a business, right? You want to be a, you want to run a business of some sort. And then you're asking your best friend over here, who's a stay at home parent, which is amazing. And she's like super involved in her kid's school and all of that. One is not better than the other. There's no way one is not better than the other. They're just different, but you're also asking your friend who's living a completely different lifestyle than you desire. So of course their feedback for what they think is going to be best for you is a reflection of how they feel. But people don't realize that. It's like you're asking everybody for their feedback, but they're not living a life that you want. They have different values. They have different priorities, which is fantastic. Again, one's not better than the other, but they're different. But when you lack self-trust, you don't trust yourself enough to make those decisions on your own. So you turn to everybody else to give that to you. And that will never translate to full self-rooted confidence. You know what I mean? I love that. Would this feel easier? Would this feel lighter? Yeah. This is something I've been going through in my own brain. I'm, and I was saying like, is this a fear-based decision? Are you making a fear-based decision? But even that's tricky because sometimes the right thing can be scary. So mm-hmm. I love the lighter versus easier. I think that is genius. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's a good point, Renee. Things when you are up-leveling, you are going to be met with more challenges because you're ask you're asking and approaching for more in life right like and our goal is to continue to expand our comfort zone and that requires you to step in and do things that feel very uncomfortable so you, therefore you're going to be met with more challenges than somebody else that has no desire to do that and that's also totally okay but when you do do that just know that it should be a bit scary but it should also feel exciting those go like, hand in hand. Scary, but lighter. Like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like maybe going up a roller coaster, maybe not for everybody. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. It should be scary and exciting. And then you're able to actually decipher, like, that's my intuition telling me like, yeah, this is a bit intimidating. Yeah, you're nervous and you should be nervous and it's good to be nervous, but this is also exciting. And you're stepping in the right direction to support your future self in showing up as a better version of you, you know, showing up as a higher version of you. Yeah. So I have a question, like maybe let's be nerdy and want to coach me for a second. Okay. Give it to me. Okay. <laughs> because you're talking about the self-trust thing and I'm like, man, I, I love that. Um, and I was kind of thinking sometimes when I ask for opinions from other people, it helps me because I'm like, when they say it, I'm like, no, that's not right you're wrong. Like, and it helps me in that sense, but I struggle with a lot of self-trust for sure. And I'm getting better give and take, but I think when, especially people like, um, here's, here it is. You're coaching me. Tell me, help me through this. I wasn't like perfect straight A student. I didn't 
you know, I think a lot of people show up in life and like the way our world is designed right now is designed for them. You know, like they got the gold stars, they got the A's on the test, they got the, you know, they got the praise, they got the rewards. Like you were saying, like they kept getting all of the Instagram likes and everything was just a breeze. So it's really easy to be like, I'm awesome. (laughs) Look at me go. The whole world is approving of me. It's really tough to be the person who's not getting, you know, the praise, who's not getting the good grades, who's not getting the likes over and over again. And it can really start to feel like this is my personal journey. Like everyone else is doing it right. I should listen to them or I should learn from them or, you know, it kind of started to translate in the, we'll call it like just the straight, the gold star students, they've got the answers and I need it. But the, the harder I try to follow the gold star students or listen to what they're saying, it was like the further I got away from myself. So if there's anybody out there listening who's like me in that sense, who feels like a lot of our world, you know, isn't aligned with maybe who we are, how do we trust ourselves when it seems like everything around us is telling us, giving us doubt, like making us feel like we can't, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is very much the case, right? From like a societal perspective, from like, what your government might tell you, what the social norms are. And this can really change in regards to like areas you live in, right? And like your social structure and things like that. But I think there's so much, there's so much to unpack here. I'm trying to think of like where to start because <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of advice just because we're on the podcast and for people to actually take back. So A, yes, it starts very much with self-trust. Now, when you're saying that you're looking to other people that are achieving maybe goals that they desire. Now, are these like particular mentors that you're looking at, or is this people that you're just looking at their highlight reel and looking how they're doing on social media in all transparency? So I suppose what I've done a lot was probably a mix, but a lot of it was me looking at people who do have what I want, Mm -hmm. um, but they were just very different from me still at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's the same thing where I'm looking to advice from people who have and have achieved what I want, but at the same time, I'm trying to almost trusting their method, their process more than trusting my own. Does that make sense? Yeah. Makes complete sense. So what I would say here is, yes, you do want to mostly go only for feedback to people that are living the life that you desire. Okay. But when you're looking to other people, whether that's mentors, the lifestyle people are living, the house, the kids, like whatever it is that you have, like in your vision board mentality of what you want, it's also okay to look to others for inspiration. Okay. It's like, I like the way you do this. I'm going to see if I can recreate this in my own life. But when we get so fixated on how other people are doing their life. It's because we ultimately don't want to fully turn inward. Those people that we deem as successful, right? They maybe are getting all the traction. Things are working out for them. It's because they're truly embodying who they are. Something that I, I literally posted a reel this morning on Instagram. And (laughs) yeah, so people 
honestly, if you notice, and I'm going to use social media just because it's so, it's so accessible to everybody. And most people have it particularly like Instagram. But if you notice people that are the most successful, 98% of the time are people that are really themselves influencers, for example, right? We're not even talking coaches and mentors. We're talking to influencers. People buy from them because they trust and know, like feel like they know them, right? They say that like, like trust no thing, but I, it's predominantly trust-based. And it's, yes, we could like the product or the brand that they're promoting, but it's because you like that person. It's the same thing with coaches and mentors and leaders, right? I'm very aware of when putting my offer out there that people are buying from me because they trust me, right? And I, they, I might not be their jam. Like I might not be their vibe and that's totally okay. And they'll, they'll vibe with somebody else. And that's why they probably wouldn't buy from me. I'm very aware of that. So there's so many things. Firstly is I think it's totally fine to look to others for inspiration, but have the discipline to be able to separate you from those people. Just because it worked for them doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And this is where we're going to flip the switch. I want to empower you to understand that you get to create the life that you desire the way you want. Okay. Just because it worked for somebody else, you doing that rinse and repeat with what worked for them isn't going to necessarily work for you because at the end of the day, it doesn't actually really align with what you want. Okay. I thought a lot of that and I experienced a lot of that, particularly when I started to build my business, I worked with a business mentor that I really looked up to still really, really love her. And I love the way she navigates things, but it took me like a hot minute as in like a year and a half to really understand what is the missing piece here. And I'm just like, because I actually don't want the same things as her. I don't want the same goals. There's things that I want to do. And I'd rather take my business in a different area, but people, because you're not getting that validation, right? It's so easy to show up when you have millions of people, millions of fans, but it's like, how do you show up for yourself on your own every single day? Show up for one person, the same that you would for a million people. And that really does come down to self-trust. So stop, instead of looking to other people for that validation, looking to other people to be like, oh, I got to do it. I got to perfect the exact way that they're doing it. Turn inward and start to understand how you can build your own confidence. And then you start to actually embody that person because at the end of the day, you attract who you are, not what you want. So if you're only showing up as your confident self on the days you feel good, on the days that you look good, and it's like actually 25% of the time, let's be honest, that, that, (laughs) that energy is all over the damn place though that energy is all over the place. And I'm not saying that you need to be positive all the time. Like we're not about positive, toxic positivity. It's okay to have lulls. It's okay to be in bad moods. It's okay because life happens. Things are going to throw like shitty circumstances your way, right? Like that is life. However, when you are so deeply rooted in your own confidence, you still can be crying in bed uh, by yourself with a pillow over your head, the curtains closed, you're eating ice cream. There's like an empty <laughs> container beside you. What at, you're on Netflix. You're watching, you've hit that, uh, that button where it's like, do you want to continue watching? It's like, yeah, for the 50th time I do. That is fine. But still in your gut, you are very confident that this is all figure outable that you are resourceful, that you're capable, that you are resilient, that you are empowered and you just need a minute. That's 
the difference of understanding what actual self-confidence is. And it really does act like a ripple effect. You know, if you're not getting what you want, it's because you're getting what you need. You are getting the lessons that you need right now to actually equip you to step into the version of yourself that is required to get those goals. This is something that I also talk about. Oftentimes goals that we want, right? Whether they're money goals or tangible goals, materialistic goals, whatever it is, they're usually not that difficult to achieve. Okay. And that can really vary, but to a degree, they're not that difficult to achieve. Becoming the person, becoming the person that achieves those goals is the difficult part, right? Yeah. That so I literally am rolling my eyes at you because I'm like, shut up. How do you do? No, I feel that so much. And yes, like I'm seeing that unfold currently in my life where I'm like, right now, like this stuff that I'm going after, it really doesn't feel far-fetched. It doesn't feel far away. It doesn't feel hard to get at, but getting to be this person mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah, is, isn't forcing or faking my way through it or anymore or has the confidence, that's taken a while. And I also love that you called the hot minute a year and a half because I, I think we just live in a world right now where we expect instant results. Um, but so I love that you keep giving that little nugget of a reminder that um, major amazing shifts and growth and change and aha moments can happen over a a time span so that no one's ever really behind. Yeah. Thank you for walking me through my problems. <laughs> and I think like, you're right, Renee, like people expect instant gratification, instant satisfaction in everything online and in the news and whatever it looks like seems to be an overnight success, but nothing is an overnight success. Yes. People are dealt different decks of cards. Yes. People have more advantages than others. Life is unfair. And the sooner you get on board with the fact that life is unfair, the lighter you will feel, but it's what you do with your deck of cards on how you navigate your life is which will ultimately determine your level of success, putting that in quotation marks or your feeling of fulfillment or your feeling of joy, right? And you are not here to be understood by everybody else under the sun. You are here to literally understand yourself and connect to yourself. And you're doing the world a disservice by not showing up as the real you. And that's why it's so unbelievably important to do this work to better understand yourself and actually show up confidently as who you are, right? And it really is a compound effect. It's not going to be this like overnight I wake up and it's like, oh my gosh, I am hundred percent confident. I feel so good. I don't question anything. I say, I never think about any conversation that just happened or if I looked good, what they thought about me or who am I to be here? That whole like relationship with imposter syndrome, what that looks like for you. It's really a compound effect. Start clearing out and creating space of things that do not serve you where you spend your time, your energy, your money, start clearing that out, start doing that work. And then you will create space of what you want to attract into your life and take it slow, take it bit by bit. You don't need to do all of the modalities, like all of the things all at once, but start to lean into what feels good just because it worked for somebody else doesn't mean that needs to work for you. Start to lean in to what really, really feels good. Start asking yourself, 
what are my three non-negotiables today? Like that would feel really good. And I understand people's lifestyles are really hectic and they vary a lot depending if you have a family or not, but whether that's 15 minutes solo time, like enjoying your coffee out back undisturbed, like how can you rely on your support team or delegate any type of task to somebody else to be able to give that to yourself? Cause the more you do that, the more empowered you'll start to feel and that will all start to compile. And one day you're just like, oh, like I feel like a different version of me. I'm very confident in how I hold myself. I continue to expand my comfort zone bit by bit. My interests are different. My priorities are different. I'm implementing healthy boundaries. And yeah, that day comes where you wake up and you're like, damn, I'm a, I'm a real different person. But that has actually been a compound effect in compiling over time. You know, like you need to work on it over time. It's not just going to be one thing, like you do one thing or one experience and you wake up. It's all about like peeling back the layers bit by bit. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love that you shared that. And I, I'm so glad that you said that, you know, we're not here to be understood by other people. We're here to understand ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, I heard you say that in a podcast and I was like, I got to like write that down and remember that, (laughs) make her say it again, but you just did naturally, which is perfect because it's so good. So many of us, yeah, we want to be understood or we want other people to like us. And um, really, uh, you know, one thing I told my, I have an older daughter when she was in high school. Um, I, I said to her, you know, like, I said, who's always going to be here for you in life? You know, and she was struggling and she was like, you and dad, I roll, you know. And I was like, yeah, like we're, we're here. I was like, but you're always going to be around you. <laughs> So you've got to like you, you've got to understand you and how you work. Cause literally you're the only person who's ever going to be with you. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I, this was, this was amazing. And thanks for diving in so much. I guess my final thing I would ask you, cause I think this would be a great way to round out our conversation and maybe give someone out there who's listening a pick me up. If we are currently, if you're currently speaking to that person who's feeling out of touch with true self, who's lacking the confidence, who has been feeling like they're watching or clicking yes to Netflix one too many times these days, what would be like the steps? What would be the next steps, the one step, the three steps to help them gain that confidence to get back up and keep going when they're ready? I think that's a great question. And also side note, love the parenting of what you said to your daughter. That's amazing. So amazing in regards. So people I'm talking like, based on what you said, I'm thinking someone's at like a low, like low, low, not just like having an off day. Like you're, you're really struggling with your current circumstance and your current life. So I know you can't always change your environment. Okay. Let's, let's again, be real about that. It's really easy to be like, get up and change this drastically. Sometimes that takes time, right? Just due to different measures and things of life. But the thing that you can change is your energy. So what I want you to be focused on is your energy and how you can focus on that. If you're constantly putting the power in other people's hands to make you feel good, to validate you, to pick you up, you are giving all of that way and also putting all that pressure and expectations on other people. So first and foremost, 
you need to start focusing completely on yourself, completely on yourself. Start giving yourself what you wish others were giving you, what you wish the universe was giving you, what you wish was happening in your life. When things start to change is when your energy starts to change. Again, you attract who you are, not what you want. And oftentimes if we're at a low, it's usually because something's going on that we don't want or some we have a lack of something or something's not happening or working out in our life, right? So how can you start giving yourself to that? And depending on your current circumstance, it might be the real mundane thing, but taking action, whether that's like getting out of bed and taking a shower and doing your skincare routine. Okay. Just being real. I understand like some situations are really hard. And if it's not so hard, like how can you take action in a way that feels really, really good and really supportive. And at that time, also be honest with yourself of things that you don't have energy for. Look at your life, like in buckets, right? You only have so much energy for family and friends, for work, for the relationship, for this. So start to be honest with you and maybe people around you in your life of like what you have energy for and just start implementing healthy boundaries. If you are feeling really crappy after being on social media, it might be a sign to delete the app for a hot minute. It doesn't need to be long. I'm not saying go ahead and just like remove social media from your life. You'll be so much happier. Just being honest with yourself of what you can act, you actually have capacity for at that time. Because right now, if you're at the in this place, it's like you don't really have capacity for anything because you're energetically at such a low. So what you need to be doing is focusing on your energy. And once you start to turn inward and start to really focus on what just makes you feel good. And I'm not talking numbing out. Okay. That's where this Netflix and, um, relying on like substances and things like that. I'm not talking about numbing out and that requires a heavy amount of discipline. Okay. Screw motivation. Motivation comes and goes. We're talking like straight up discipline. Okay. Not relying on things to numb out. It is really important to feel all the feelings. We're meant to have contrast. We're meant to feel happy. We're meant to feel sad. We're meant to have Daytime, we're meant to have nighttime, right? Like we're meant to feel contrast. Allow yourself to feel what you need. But by taking action and taking one step forward, you will gain clarity, right? They say the antidote to fear is action. So if you're very much in a fear state right now, you need to force yourself a bit to take some form of action in that direction to move the needle forward every day. Again, as I spoke to at the beginning, when you asked this, Renee, I understand that you can't always just get up and change your environment. So what can you do today to start to slowly make those shifts? And as I said before, even with building confidence, it is a compound effect. It will compile and it will get you to where you want to go. It's not going to happen overnight, but through action, you will gain that clarity and you'll release the weight and the stress and doors will start to open. That's what I have to say about that. I love that. And I love that you said action can be as simple as taking a shower or washing your face. Sometimes when I'm having those days of struggle, it sounds so dumb and gross and I hate cleaning, but I'm like, just vacuum. I told myself, just get up and vacuum because it just getting up and moving and distracting myself from my own thoughts can be so beneficial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my next question is if, if anybody wants to take that action to work with you a step further, what would that action look like? Yeah, absolutely. So 
I have my signature program, CMA, Confident Mindset Accelerator. So this is kind of my baby and like everything I learned, no, through experience, certifications, all of the things, a lot of what we've talked about today um, has been implemented into this self-paced course. So it's a five module self-paced course. I would say on average, it takes about eight to 10 weeks to complete. It has a lot of learnings and lessons uh, every module is also heavily focused on implementation because, you know, we're all about actually taking that action. You can learn as much as you want, but if you don't implement, you're not going to make changes. And then there's a community portion of other students that obviously have gone through our in the program. So I've done a ton of market research around this. I've taken clients live through the program just to ensure that it gets the results people, the results that they desire. And I'm just very confident in what CMA kind of brings to the table. So that is the best way to work with me. As I spoke to earlier, I have a podcast, the goal digger guide, and that's all predominantly around self-development. If you kind of love that, what we're talking about today, you can get a lot of that over there. And I'm mostly on Instagram at Brianne Burke, just my first and last name, super simple. And that's kind of the best place to reach me. Right. Thank you so much. And we'll link to all of Brianne's goodies in the show notes so that you guys can access those there. But thank you so much, Brianne, for taking the time to not only chat with me, but give me a little motivation and encouragement. I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you so much. This has been so lovely. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.